Alright, and we're back with another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows, and if you can, please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, do whatever you can to help us out, Throw us out some of those Facebook gaming stars at us. It'd be greatly appreciated. Plus, I also need you to check out the Domination Sports Nation wherever you get your podcasts as well. And speaking of that, we've got two of my returning co-hosts indeed. It is Chris and Dom Lardieri. And Chris and Dom, I wanted to say first off, again, I'm so thankful that you can do the show this week. There's been some tense moments with you in the Southern California area. And obviously the wildfires getting near you. So I'm thankful, first off, that you both are alive, you're well, and you're ready to do the show this week. Yeah, thank you for the sentiments. Uh, we lived in one of the areas where the fire blew through. We had ridiculously high winds Monday, uh, took Dom's basketball hoop and suddenly placed it on our front porch at one point. And then the aftermath where the fires and thankfully it blew through the tremendous work of the firefighters we greatly appreciate it and uh dom luckily has never seen a fire up close before so this is first one what do you think dom uh it's crazy to see i think i've only seen fires on the news it was the sky is so red and orange and then today it actually kind of cleared up so it was good to see that so you mean dan has never done a cooking out of the grill on the cookout there for you in the backyard Oh, no, I mean, like, I haven't seen, like, a huge, huge fire. I know. I know. I'm just I'm kidding you. I'm kidding you. I'm kidding you. I'm kidding you. Come on, Dom. How many times have I showed you how to make a good bonfire at the beach? There you go. There you go. We'll, we'll call that. There you go. But I tell you what, I was just so thankful to have you both here laughing and smiling, and I just truly appreciate the fact that you both could make it to today's show. Once again, we're here to answer your questions on any at any point in time on fantasy football. So if you reach out to at Chris L Sports on Twitter, also as well, you can hit at Domination Sports Nation on Instagram. Is that correct? You got it. Yes. All right. All right. Plus also as well at Inside Sports FF on Twitter or isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com. We are waiting for you with your fantasy football questions. We truly appreciate you going ahead and sending them over because each and every week, you guys, yeah, you guys and gals that are into fantasy football that sent us those questions in are truly appreciated, and we go ahead and we do what we can to answer them for you. But on this week's show, I want to do a little bit of a conversation on a possible number one starting quarterback, which you might have thought was going to be happening in the first place, but I think it's happening already. So we'll talk about that coming up in a sec. Plus also as well. I want to pat myself on the back here because I said, hold off, everyone, on your Aaron Rodgers trash talk. He had one horrible week, in fact, one of the worst games ever in his career two weeks ago. But how did he do this weekend? We'll go ahead and talk about that coming up as well. Plus, running back options. What do Chris and Dom have in mind as far as running back options you can still look forward to in a year which you need running backs because the attrition rate on running backs is really high. So we'll talk about that. And also we've got woof, 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 the doghouse, and so much more on this week's podcast as well. You just shake your head every time I do that. Oh, the record speaks for itself or lack thereof. He'd feel a lot better about it if he was doing a lot better. But you know what? 
He is beating me first and foremost on our Pick'em Challenge each and every weekend where we pick three and we showed on our Facebook page, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. He is beating me still very soundly, even though we both had weekends of two and one. We're two wins, one loss. Not too bad. Getting this off the schneid there in my case for a little bit. But Chris is still 12, 12 and nine, and I am nine, 11 and one. So I'm still looking to get back in the fray. But again, if you want to check out our thoughts each and every weekend on which three games on three winners as far as covering the spread is concerned that's the pick'em challenge you'll see every saturday night or sunday morning right there at on facebook at inside sports fantasy football so right now i'm going to go ahead and ask you real quick dom i'm going to go ahead and start with you joe burrow the number one overall pick and yes we thought he was going to be great we thought he was going to be awesome obviously that great career and especially that last year in at LSU where he was toying with defenses literally on the way to a national championship I couldn't believe how well he did as a you know that in that last year it just seemed like he was playing a video game or at least he was at another level which the other players weren't but I didn't think there were going to be that fast of a transition but lo and behold my friend 400 yards Three touchdowns this past weekend against Cleveland. Yes, Baker Mayfield did extremely well, but he's been in the league a couple years now. I think we're starting to come on and have to expect that from him. But when it comes to Joe Burrow, he's really picked up his game, and I think he can now be considered a top 10 quarterback and a number one if you got him on your roster. Yeah, I saw on your fan my fantasy team last week, he got 34 points. So that's pretty good for a rookie, I think, without, like, he doesn't have many pieces on offense. And he likes to throw to Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins a lot. And he has Joe Mixon at running back, and he's good at catching passes in the backfield. So I think he's got pieces around him, but he just needs a better defense probably. But I think that... He's really shown a lot of improvements. I think he looked really good in college, and now he's just looking even better in the NFL. Absolutely. He's really looking like a stud. Uh, obviously, if, as a number one pick, you have to. But anytime you're drafting those high first-round quarterbacks, seemingly in the past few years, Chris, it's been touch and go, hit or miss, i.e. Sam Darnold right now for the New York Jets, although that may not entirely be his fault. But – his career right now is in a tailspin. And then we've seen other high-profile first-round quarterbacks, Josh Rosen, his career's in shambles. So, I mean, right now, what we're seeing from Joe Burrow is really encouraging. And if you have him on your team, or if you think he might be a good trade target, now is the time to go ahead and maybe sell Joe Burrow. Yeah, Dom and I got lucky. In one of our leagues, he was still out there in free agency, and we snagged him up. Uh, I know uh, probably about a month ago, we were pretty bullish on Cam Newton, and it looks like we were wrong about that. Um, in our defense, I'm guessing uh, he's not fully recovered from the COVID, or maybe that set him back. So uh, we just flipped yeah. it and uh, you know stashed Burrow for now, and who knows? We, we've got Mahomes as a starter on both our teams. And, can't go wrong Dom's there. Yeah, you can. I know Dom was toying with the idea of dealing him, and uh, if we do, I think Burrow is an excellent candidate to be a plug-and-play starter every week. When you consider the guy's got no offensive line, and like Dom said, a limited amount of weapons relative to other star quarterbacks in this league, 
I think it's ridiculously impressive. The team's playing hard, so they're in every game. So it's not like he's just getting cheap points and garbage time from week to week. I mean, he's legitimately throwing the ball. He can run. He may even get you a few more running touchdowns that you anticipate from a quarterback of his size. But uh, I'll go out on a limb and say he's this year's Kyler Murray, you know, also the top pick, but a guy who really uh, emerged towards the middle of the season as a star fantasy quarterback. And I think we're seeing the same thing with Burrow. Absolutely. But also don't forget, uh, uh, you know, as far as Justin Habert, uh, uh, Justin Herbert in, in Los Angeles as someone who is picking up right away. We'll see what happens this weekend with Tua. Uh, I mean, are they still on their bye? No, they were on their bye this week, past weekend. So they they're play playing. the Rams. Yeah, they play the Rams right now. So we'll see what happens with Tua because he's getting the call. I know he's another high first round pick. We'll see what happens with that. But when it comes to Joe Burrow, I think right now, if you have him on your team and you're able, like you guys said, maybe go ahead and have him as the, you know, guy who's going in your slot if you go ahead and trade someone else. But when it comes to someone like Joe Burrow, Dom, I want to ask you this. I mean, do you think this is going to consistently happen or do you see something where it's like Baker Mayfield, the guy who was facing off against on Sunday, that you're not sure what you're going to get from one week to another? Yeah, well, I don't think anyone is as inconsistent as Baker Mayfield is. I think Burrow's a rookie, and he looks more consistent than him. But you got to think Burrow's played some tough defenses. He's going to play the Steelers twice a year. They have a really good defense. He already played the Colts, and they have a tough defense. And he actually kind of lit them up, actually. So I'm really intrigued to see how he does against the Steelers and other defenses, too. So I think Mayfield's more inconsistent. You can't really rely on him as a starter if you want to start him. So I think Burrow's the right choice, and as he develops in his career, he may even go to another team. We just don't know at this point, but who knows? I think Burrow is definitely a legitimate starter. He is, and if you are you got him on your team right now, I'm sorry to see what happened to Cam Newton. I think, Chris, you and I thought he was going to go ahead and, and revive his career in New England. Unfortunately, after a good start, a very good start, it's fallen on some hard times with him and Belichick. Maybe their offense is just not clicking with each other, which is a shame to see. But again, when it comes to having a backup right there, it's nice to see that you were able to pick him up off the waiver wire, which he was actually a part of on many waiver wires this time last month as well. Yeah, really astounding. I was shocked when Dom told me that Sunday night. And then in our other league, Justin Herbert's our backup. So uh, at least when it comes to quarterback depth, uh, we've got it on our team. So we're happy there. But um, I think, too, with back to Mayfield, with OBJ being out, even if you are very high on Mayfield, he's going to miss OBJ. It's one less weapon for him to have. I know there's a lot of debate about the validity of OBJ as a fantasy number one wide receiver, but at the very least for Mayfield, he's always going to be a threat out there. And even if he doesn't produce, he's a decoy. Mayfield will have the ability to throw to other quality targets like a Jarvis Landry, let's say, out there. So that remains to be seen how it'll affect Mayfield and just the fact that he's so streaky. He's so up and down at times. Yes, he is. So that might prevent him from reaching that next level that seemingly Joe Burrow is on track to hit right now. So if you have any thoughts on Joe Burrow out there, please hit us up on all of our social media. And we just truly appreciate your comments on that. We'll be right back with more fantasy football. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today 
on wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of comments, before I go into Aaron Rodgers, rock out. Thanks for coming back on the show. We truly appreciate your thoughts and your comments right here on Inside Sports Fantasy Football. He says he traded A-Rob and David Montgomery for Zeke in a non-PPR league, but still got see, uh, he still got Mixon, Scott, Swift, Drake, CEH, but how would you flip Zeke for a wide receiver? So he got actually a lot in trade. I think that was actually a good trade on his, his side. So my compliments on you on all the players you got back and a lot of depth, which is sorely needed. And a lot of teams like both of mine, one I'm leading the league in and the one I'm kind of in the middle of the pack in, my problem is injuries have killed me on both accounts and I need depth. So you getting a lot of depth like that really has helped you. And I, I think that's a really good move right there. But Chris, I want to start with you on this question. How would you flip Zeke for a good wide receiver? I think what you have to do, and Dom and I have tried this tactic with recent trade offers that weren't so successful, is uh, you need to trade for a guy that's not coming off a huge week. I know that sounds simple, but like we've got Devontae Adams. Um, you can go and try and trade for him now, but there are guys out there like, uh, say, for instance, what do you say, Dom? Like even a Mike Evans been quiet the last couple of weeks. You might be able to get some value there. But I would say, too, with, with Zeke, and the fact that uh, you know the the Cowboys are going to have to do something here, and I think yeah. would re- revolve around Zeke, no matter who the quarterback is, Ben DiNucci or uh, um, the the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton. Um, I think too shoot for two wide receivers. You can get yourself a a top number one wide receiver, and then a number two. Like like you said, we're always big on building that depth, but that'd be my initial thought. People overreact, and if someone has a bad week that's when you try and do the old buy low, like we've been recommending here the last few weeks. Dom, um, Dom's really big on some rookies. We got Justin Jefferson in one league that might want to be, might be a guy you want to target. He's coming off a bye week. Maybe the allure of a Zeke uh, might sweeten the pot with a receiver like that. What do you say, buddy? Yeah. I just got to talk about the solo tactic where like CD lamb, where, we actually traded for him right after Dak Prescott got injured and we traded Will Fuller for CeeDee Lamb. And well, now we know that Andy Dalton's probably not the right quarterback for him, but at least he's producing points. And we had offered a trade the week prior when Prescott was still the quarterback, like pre-injury and our trade got rejected. So people, that's just the definition of people overreacting. So you can get two really good wide receiver twos. I know a guy like DJ Moore on the Panthers, he's been having some consistent weeks. So you can try to go get two decent wide receivers or like you said, Devontae Adams or Mike Evans or someone like that. I would just make sure, I don't know which league you're in as far as the non-PPR league is concerned, which uh, Yahoo, ESPN, Sleeper, what have you. I wanted to go ahead and say, make sure you are as loud as possible, Rock Out, that you are advertising Zeke out there is up for the highest bidder for as far as that's concerned because he is going to be the major component in the Dallas offense, whether or not Andy Dalton can come back sooner or later from that concussion and that really cheap hit that he got over the weekend, which didn't please me at all because he's like uh, an active, he was an active individual in my sleeper team. But I will say that I think that you should go ahead and do anything you can. If you can email the other owners, say he's out there, just any way you can go ahead and advertise him and promote him out there because he is a premier player 
that is when he goes up for goes up for uh, you know as far as being available for a trade and go being available for for someone that can you can go ahead and make a transaction on you have him you have the control and the power in this situation because you have one of the premier players in fantasy football so you be, should be able to negotiate a really sweet deal and i would I'd go along with Chris. I would start high. I would go ahead and start high with two solid wide receivers, a very good one, and either a top flight wide receiver and a very good one right after it. I think you should go for that that type of scenario or see if you can fill out other parts of the roster as well with it. Because like I said, you have Zeke, and if you're willing to give him up at this point in time, right in the middle of the season, right when the Cowboys are going to be really relying on him, it tells me that you've got a lot of depth on your team. You've got a lot of options. And now's the time for you to go ahead and and take advantage of that and filling out other areas of your roster. So you're in a very good place spot right now, Rockout, and my compliments to you on that. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, uh, Dom and I, too, I, I defer to him. This guy's going to do something with trading in his life, whether yeah. it's in fantasy football, the NFL, or what, but he's persistent. But uh, when, once you do get an offer, go out to the other teams like, hey, uh, there are five offers on the table for Zeke, but, uh, you know, frankly, they're a little insulting. Uh, make me a best offer, and he's yours. I mean, you got to use a little bit of sales tactics in this game at times. So uh, I, I do something like that. Um, and then also, too, another thing we like to do is uh, look for guys that are on bye week. Sometimes teams get desperate when there's injuries or they've got holes in their roster due to bye weeks. Um, I'm not saying you'll get him, but look at someone like uh, DeAndre Hopkins on the Cardinals. He's off this week, right? Maybe their team's desperate and they need a running back, the owner that has him. Shoot high, why not? Uh, take a shot at that. Dom, you like... Uh, I know he's a little uh, lower tier wide receiver than the great Hopkins, but Christian Kirk is a guy who's been putting up some nice numbers lately. What do you think about him, Dom, as maybe a secondary receiver in that kind of deal who's in a bye week? Yeah, he's producing points, Christian Kirk. I mean, he's been doing really well. He caught a touchdown against the Seahawks. Caught a, actually had two against the Cowboys. So if you're playing, if you see Christian Kirk and the Cardinals are playing a team with a terrible defense, you better go play him because he gets a lot of points. Absolutely. So there's some great ideas right there. Rock out yet another great, awesome question this week, and I truly appreciate it. Uh, last comment from Rock out right now is, yeah, start high with the two wide receivers, and you never know what happens. If somebody is desperate enough, they're going to say yes, and you'll make out like a bandit on that. So absolutely rock out just a great job indeed and again if anybody has any questions out there we're always available to go ahead and answer them for you on our social media that's at chris l sports on twitter chris sardieri on linkedin i'm gerald glassford on linkedin you could also go ahead and hit at inside excuse me at domination sports nation on instagram and also at inside sports ff on twitter and is fantasy football at yahoo.com well, getting back to the quarterbacks right now, Aaron Rodgers. See? People out there just kind of freaking out all over the place as far as that's concerned. And look what happens. Had a bad week. Just a little bump in the road. You know what? He proved once again why he is Aaron Rodgers and one of the best in the league. Chris, if you can go ahead and just you know, just tell us exactly what happened with Aaron Rodgers this weekend and why he re reaffirmed himself as a solid value quarterback in this league. To paraphrase Aaron Rodgers a few years back on uh, Green Bay or Milwaukee Sports Talk Radio, I forget where, relax. 
and that's all you need to do with him. You know, you have a rough week against the Buccaneers and they go up against just a, a train wreck of a team right now, the Houston Texans. And then too, like I pontificated upon last week, not that I'm some sort of expert, but I got to pat myself on the back of the rare time I can. They play in the NFC North, as we saw with the Bears on Monday night against the Rams. I don't think they're a, a legit playoff team. Maybe they sneak in with the extra spot this year, but I'm not as impressed with them. The Vikings are in disarray, and hey, the Lions are the Lions. So, I mean, Rodgers is going to feast for the remainder of the season when he plays his division rivals. And uh, look, he, he, he like I said, he had the bad warm weather game. I haven't checked the rest of the schedule, but I'm guessing the, the rest of the schedule will be in cold weather and or dome stadiums like in Detroit and Minnesota. So I actually, they played in Minnesota already. So uh, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Uh, I don't think he'll have an astounding week like he did uh, against the Texans every week, but I think the, the numbers will just keep chugging along for Rogers. Just a blip. There you go. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And I know Dom feels that way as well. Dom, I want to hit you with this question right now, and that's running back options. Outside of our good friend Rockout right now, who seems to have all the options when it comes to running back, and lucky him, lucky him, not all of us are so blessed as my rosters would indicate right now because I have just been blown away with attrition, and I know several others have right now, plus the fact that several other running backs have underperformed and also a lot of running backs by committee, which is really disappointing to see as well for us fantasy football owners because it's very hard to gauge who is going to be the individual that's going to play as the lead role in running back on a certain team from one week to another. So I ask you this, my friend, what do you make out of the running back situation right now, which has got to be one of the key positions in fantasy football, but we're trying to figure it out right now in some cases, especially due to injuries and also lineup changes is really quite frustrating for a lot of owners out there. Yeah, I know it's frustrating for us. And I just think that if you want advice about running backs, don't try to go search online about the top people ranking their running backs because my dad and I did that before one of our drafts and they said Cam Akers and Zach Moss are pretty high. So we picked them both, and they have completely underachieved. I think Moss is starting to take over a little bit, but Cam Akers hasn't gotten more than a few touches a game, so I think we messed up there. And not just that, I mean, you just got to go on the waiver wire and see who's projected to get some points. You got to see what starters are injured, and not just that, just try to see your waiver wire. If it's very scarce there, then I guess try to make some trades, but it's hard right now. Well, I'm looking at the overall deal as far as the scoring leaders right now, and Kamara is still up there. Didn't have the greatest weekends, but still, he is the top choice right now. If you're able to go ahead and go after him in a trade, or if you have him, you're more power to you. But lo and behold, when it comes to who is the second-ranked running back overall in scoring, you're never going to guess this, guys. It's James Robinson in Jacksonville. Yes, so and he's on a bye this week, so yeah. it's go, he's probably going to drop a little bit. But still, right there, James Robinson at Jacksonville, the number two option right now overall in the league out there as far as running backs are concerned with Ezekiel Elliott. He's probably going to pass him this week with a decent game. So I hear you guys. When it comes to those options as far as running back, they are not plentiful out there, but Chris, what type of strategy do you have? Let's say you're short on some running backs, like you both, like Dom just mentioned. 
So what is your strategy in trying to obtain a running back at this point in time? Because I know the wells run a tad bit dry when it comes to the waiver wire. You have to go into stash mode, and Dom did an excellent job of this last week when he got Jamal Williams of the Packers. He had gotten a number of touches early in the game in the Bucks, and we like what we saw. And sure enough, Aaron Jones is a surprise scratch against the Texans, and uh, he gets all the touches. So you need to do something like that. Earlier in the year, we had Chase Edmonds due to bye weeks. We dropped him, but you're hearing now with Kenyon Drake having injury troubles, uh, a guy like that, someone you want to look for. Now, it's hard to do once these injuries actually happen, but you want to get out in front of it and see, all right, who's second on the depth chart, which team is starting to give the backup a little more love, a little more carries, targets out of the backfield, and start stashing those guys. Uh, we did it with Justin Jackson on the Chargers in one of our leagues. That's uh, another guy. You know, there seems to be no clear starter there between him and Joshua Kelly, but uh, you've got to take her. you got to kind of reach right now. We're hitting the halfway point of the season. We're heading into the cold weather uh, injuries will happen. Some teams, hey, they may say we're tired of the platoon. We um, had Philip Lindsay start a couple weeks ago, and then Melvin Gordon came back. But we still hold on to Lindsay because you just never know what can happen. So that's about all you can do at this point. If the, the trade market's dried up, just uh, kind of do that buy and hold approach with free agency. I've got another question out for you, and ISO only uh, has asking us a great question. And shout out to ISO only, and I think that's a. Uh, actually looking at his avatar, and I think it's Lakers. What do you know? World champions. I like the sound of that. Funny for a guy who does the Lakers Fast Break podcast, but be that as it may, thank you so much for subscribing right now, ISO only. Just terrific that both you and Rockout were able to go ahead and be part of the show. He's got a question for you guys. He's got a flex. Uh, he's got a flex for this week. Rojo or Deontay Johnson? Full PPR, assuming Johnson plays. So, Dom, I'm going to throw that out to you. Question is, again, one question he has is, for flex this week, you want to go with Rojo or Deontay Johnson in a full PPR league? Rojo uh, meaning Ronald, Ronald Jones, Jones, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Ro Ronald Jones. So, I think you have to go with Ronald Jones because Deontay Johnson looks pretty banged up. He's already coming off of an injury against uh titans he actually has been injured since week two so he just came back and i think you don't even know if he's healthy enough and they also have Juju smith schuster and chase claypool who might get more targets if he's not at full percent so i think you have to go with ronald jones and not just that look at the matchup this week they're playing the giants one of the worst defenses in the league so you got to go play him he's a starter I know like they get, like to give them some screen passes too. You make it even get a receiving touchdown rather than a rushing. So I'd say play Ronald Jones. So funny when you say that, Dom, and I could just see Chris squirming in his couch as he's uh, saying that right now because he is, as you know, more than I do, Dom, such a New York Giants fan. So, uh, I, But that is a, definitely a great answer there for you. So, Chris, uh, I want you to go ahead and do you concur with what Dom was saying because I also only asked a great, great, great question. I would go with Ronald Jones myself, not just the fact that he's also a former USC Trojan as well. I mean, I apologize, Gerald. I was having visions of Daniel Jones tripping and Evan Ingram dropping yes. a pass that hit him in the hand. Sorry, I'm still having PTSD, but I completely agree. Look, if Boston Scott, um, Dom and I joke about this, Joe Tessitore was screaming about him 
last year on Monday night against the Giants, how great he was. Well, apparently he's only great against the Giants because he scored again last week. Uh, I really have a good amount of confidence in Ronald Jones doing the same thing. And uh, at the very least, look, the the Giants defense, I got to give them credit. I don't know a heck of a lot of their players. They seem to be a lot of nobodies, but they play hard. The problem with them is they just run out of gas every game. And if you've got a running back that can pound the ball, he's going to do damage against his team, uh, especially on Monday night. You know, Brady's going to uh, want to do well in the spotlight. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I really think it's a no-brainer at this point. And the thing, too, with going back to Johnson, I just feel like, and, and this goes back over the last few years, even with the Steelers, they do a tremendous job of drafting young wide wide receivers. But I feel like every week it's a different target. You know, Claypool had that huge week. He scored the week after. And I just feel like Ben's doing a good job of distributing the ball. There are some weeks where people forget about Schuster. So, well, I, I think he's a good fantasy option for this week. You've got to play the matchups. No brainer for me. Well, I was just going to tell uh, Isla only who again, thank you so much for dropping the question because he was worried about Fournette taking away some carries from from uh, Ro- from Rojo. I will just say this right now: Rojo is the hot man, so I think that they're going to stick with a hot man. Now, is it solid as a rock? No, I mean it's going to all it takes is just one or two bad games for Rojo, and you know what? Those footsteps from Leonard Fournette are going to come loud and clear. But for this weekend. Against the New York Giants, I would say it's a somewhat safe bet that Rojo is going to get about 14 to 15, maybe even possibly 20 carries if it really gets ugly quick. And you could see possibly a one touchdown, even two maybe. If I, I see a pretty good game from Rojo. I don't want to go – I would say maybe like 15 for 75 and maybe a touchdown on top of that. So I, I think that's a pretty good stat right now from the running backs out of flex – but I'll tell you what, Chris, I think right now it's it's the way to go right now for Rojo. Yeah, especially with a full PPR. You never know. He might get a few screen passes out of the backfield and break exactly. one and you get that extra point on top of it. We got another great question again from Chris Poncio. Chris, thank you so much. Right, we got a, our own Chris right here. Chris Poncio has a question for you guys out there. And I'm going to start with you, Dom. Should he trade Diggs for AB? Because now we got to say AB. And Gaskin. I don't know. I think you could get – I know Gaskin's a really good running back, but I don't know about Antonio Brown. I think a lot of people are jumping on the bandwagon now that he's back with Brady. You got to remember, there's two other wide receivers there already. You have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. So I don't know if Antonio Brown's going to get all the targets. So I say you could try to target Gaskin, but maybe try to get another receiver if you're trying to trade Diggs. Chris, do you concur? I think that's a very solid answer right there for you. And I think Chris has brought up a great question on that. Again, I'll let you know what the question is. Should he trade Diggs for A.B. and Gaskin? I wouldn't right now either. And Gaskin's very enticing. The thing for me about A.B. is is twofold. Um, One, you know, Bruce Arians already had to have a little lecture to him about, uh, you know, being a being a good guy and not complaining and whatnot. I forget exactly how it went. It was reported, but that's, that's only one, one a for me is Antonio Brown's been out of the league. What over a year yeah. is he even in game shape. So it's going to take him a few weeks just to get in shape. And like Dom said, it's going to be the third option until he proves otherwise on a team with a heck of a lot of options. So he's going to have a uh, limited include- amount of snaps, I would say. Yeah. And, 
and, and don't forget, you know, Brady, it looks like has reconnected with Gronk at tight end. So uh, that takes targets away from wide receivers too. So if you can, uh, if you can get Gaskin for another wide receiver of maybe an AB caliber, uh, a decent number two or number three wide receiver on a team that likes to throw the ball, I say maybe you make the trade, but for me, Brown doesn't make it enough to give up digs. I know he's been streaky at times, but the guy's a number one receiver in Buffalo. They play in the AFC East. Uh, I know last week was disappointing. It was for me too, because I picked them to cover in our contest, but um, I, I still have faith in digs. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of great questions coming your way. I cannot thank enough ISO only and Chris Poncio for some great questions. And I've got another great question for the, for the cast here today. Once again, you guys are out there. They're listening to Chris Lardieri and Dominic Lardieri of at Domination Sports Nation on the, not only everywhere you get your podcast, but also on Instagram. So you can reach out to them there. Emmanuel, Emmanuel Moscoso, Emmanuel Moscoso has his question right here for you. And I'm going to start again with Dom. Rieger or Ruggs at a flex non-PPR? And then I'll take, he's got another question on top of that. So again, the question is Rieger or Ruggs at a flex non-PPR? I don't know. I think that's a toss-up. They're actually both great receivers. I would say I'm kind of leaning towards Rieger right now, even though I think he's been injured. But I think Carson Wentz likes to throw to him and Travis Fulgham. And I think Deshaun Jackson is out for a few weeks. I think they're putting him on IR and, they technically don't even have a number one receiver right now. So I'd say you play him. They're also playing the Cowboys who let Terry McLaurin get a 41-yard touchdown last week. So I think the Cowboys secondary is beaten up. So I would say go with Jalen Rager. Any thoughts on this, Chris? Yeah, I agree because of the matchup. That said, Dom and I have rugs on our team, and I, I think he's due for a breakout week. Um for me, the determining factor would be like Dom said, uh, this may be a Sunday morning decision where you see how, how hurt he really is before you decide. But uh, I think you're in one of these rare instances where you can't go wrong either way. But that going up against that Dallas defense is just too enticing for me, all things being equal. I agree with you guys. That's some great insight there for you. I, I hope that helps you out, Emmanuel, on that first question, because I think that was a great question that you brought up. And I agree with the guys with their assessment on that one. But the second one I think is is a little bit easier for me at least because you guys know I'm a very ardent supporter of Aaron Rodgers and what he can do out there on the field. And if the Packers get Will Fuller, what do you think that will mean for his fantasy value? I think it's only going to go up, even though he has a pretty good quarterback in an awful team right now, which is kind of weird where you have a very good wide receiver and you have a great actually very high scoring fantasy quarterback. It seems like it's a very weird mix there that you have such a bad team. But then again, this is Houston and Chris and I have already gone that down, uh, gone down that road many times already on, on all the mistakes they made. But Chris, I want to start with you, your thoughts on Will Fuller, the uh, Will Fuller going to the Packers. And if he does, what would that mean for his fantasy value? I could only think it would go straight through the roof. Yeah, it would definitely help because what you twofold one um, Fuller's even managed to put up decent numbers on an atrocious team where he's essentially the number one wide receiver on uh, Watson can only do so much behind that offensive line. He goes to the Packers. I mean, with Devontae Adams on the, the other side, he essentially becomes a number two receiver potentially even more dangerous. It's also great for Rogers value. And what you saw against Tampa last week is uh 
you, know, you you take Adams out of the game, really, who do you throw to? I mean, you could talk all you want about MVS uh, as, as a receiver, but uh, none of those other receivers other than Adams really scare me on the Packers. That makes them only a more dangerous fantasy and, and on the field team. Well, I'll tell you what, it's just something that it's going to be very interesting to see. But yes, if the Packers get Will Fuller, that's going to be a big spark to their Super Bowl hopes. And also for fantasy football owners out there, if you have him, on your team, and you could actually get even more now in a trade. I think if he goes, I think he's going to be even more valuable if he goes to the if he goes to the Packers. Dom, what do you think? Yeah, I think his value is only going up, especially if you want to trade a guy. If you're desperate at running back, you can definitely sell high with him and get two decent running backs. If not, then a really good running back. So I think that if he goes to the Packers, Aaron Rodgers loves to throw to Devontae Adams. I mean. Like my dad said, who else does Rodgers throw to? I mean, Robert Tanyan when Devontae Adams was out this season. So I think you got to hope that you either trade him away or you keep him on your team and hope that he gets a lot of points. Uh, he's got Rodgers and Fuller on his team already. So it sounded like a loaded question there. So if Fuller comes and plays with Rodgers and you've got them tear back together, that's going to be an awesome pair, I think. I just That's going to be just really... I think you'll be laughing all the way to a fantasy football championship right there. So that's going to be something very interesting. A, a quarterback that doesn't throw many interceptions, that throws a, a good percentage of touchdowns, having another weapon out there, uh, that's just too good for fantasy football owners to pass up. I know you'll get some offers, though, Emmanuel. That's the thing. And the thing is you want to go ahead and stick it out, or do you want to go ahead and maybe uh, listen to some offers out there because I know those offers will be good if Will Fuller goes to the Packers. Appreciate you listening, you watching. Thanks again, Emmanuel, for your great question. Also as well, ISO only and Chris Poncio. We're almost finished, my friends, but instead of going ahead and finish out what we're going to talk about, I want to go ahead and just finish out with just a maybe a, a closing thought from you guys. But first of all, got to go ahead. Oh, one more question. Sorry, one more question. He's two and five right now. He needs all the wins he can get. Man, well, I'll tell you what. If Will Fuller goes to the Packers, you and Aaron Rodgers, that's going to be a great thing. If that sounds like a depth issue, so you may have it come, if that's the case, you may not have all the depth like me, where I've got only a couple good players and some spots due to injuries and a lot of, a lot of lack of depth. Maybe you might want to look into possibly packaging them both. Maybe that would, like I said, that could be a good trade for you to get some really like, like, uh, what was it? Um, ISO only. He got a great, he got a great trade with a lot of depth. So you may want to look into that as well. The options for you, if Will Fuller goes to the Packers, are limitless, Chris. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, uh, even if you're at two and five, uh, I think things can only get better from oh, you, yeah. whether you, whether you hold on to Fuller or you can package them for like what Dom said, some quality running back depth, uh, I think at this point you've just got to encourage whoever the GM or acting GM in Houston is right now to make that deal. Heller really messed him up when he went there and then uh, he's got bell on there too. So yeah, I can uh, see. Yeah. That that's why you were like, Oh yep. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We can, do it. Yeah. We can understand why. So 
this will be the type of thing if he does go to the Packers, Will Fuller can definitely turn your season around in the right direction. So that's another great question. We truly appreciate it. And again, if you have questions out there, everyone, you know what? All you have to do is just go to Inside Sports FF on Twitter, at Crystal Sports on Twitter, also as well at Domination Sports Nation on Instagram or at Chris L Sports on Twitter as well. And then Chris, L, Chris Lardieri and Gerald Glassford on the old-fashioned LinkedIn out there for you. And then I guess the last question out there, he traded Justin Herbert for Robert Woods. Was it good? Ooh. Depends on who your other quarterback I think is. I that's a steal. Well, he remember, he has Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay, yeah. So you're all right. I'm sorry. Yeah. So there, I, yeah, I, I'd have to agree with Dom. If you're not going to play Herbert, and you again, I think you probably traded for Woods at a point in time where maybe he had an off week or not a lot of touchdowns like he did at the front of the season. Uh, Got to agree with Dom. Good job there. There you go. All right. Well, there you have it. I hope you feel a little bit better. You did a good job. I agree as well. I have Robert Woods, and he's done very well. Like you said, at least the front part of the season, he was really carrying my team. I think he'll become the hot man again before the season is up. I think he's just too good of a receiver to pass up. So if you've got that depth with Aaron Rodgers as your lead quarterback and possibly getting Will Fuller into that mix as far as them playing together, I think that'll be good as far as having a Will Fuller-Robert Woods uh, tandem right there as your wide receivers. That should help you out a lot, hopefully, going forward, especially if Fuller goes to the Packers. Well, I'll tell you what, guys, it's been great so far, but before we head on out, woof, 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 I think it's time for the doghouse. It's been an atrocious year. Uh, my picks stink. I'll leave it at that, but I'm optimistic. I was going through the lines this week, and I did a double take, and uh, when stuff like that happens, I one of two things is going on. Uh, either the money's gotten kind of imbalanced and the line's working in a way that I'm not used to seeing, or someone's hurt and I haven't gotten the memo about it yet. So I'm going to go out on a limb here. On the undefeated Steelers, who really, uh, they had a nice close game against the Titans. They managed to pull it out due to a missed field goal late in the game. Um, they go into Baltimore. They're, they're vicious rivals in the AFC North. Baltimore is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I get it's at home, but there's really no home field advantages here. Like, again, like I say over and over, it hasn't worked this year, but in years past, you get that extra half a point. I personally think the Steelers can pull this one out with the way they're playing right now mm -hmm. uh, and the way Lamar Jackson hasn't been playing relative to last year. But uh, I've seen it happen before. It's a close end of the game. Score decides it. That's the case, and the Steelers lose by three. You get that extra half a point cushion, and hopefully this gets me off the snide. There's your doghouse pick for this week. There you go. A great pick right there for you. And each and every week, Chris has his woof, 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 the doghouse coming right at you. So hopefully he can get off the schneid there, even though I'm not going to complain too much, my friend, because you're still whooping me. Woof, woof, woof. You're still woof, woof, woof me when it comes to our pick em challenge each and every weekend that we do. So I'm, <laughs> I'm still three games behind you, so to speak. So Dom... I want to go ahead and hear your thoughts on the way out before I go ahead and hear from Chris on exactly any advice you have for this weekend because there are some good matchups out there. I know there's some very tantalizing ones I know coming up for this week in week eight. So do you have any thoughts on the, week ahead, on the weekend ahead in the NFL? I think if you have any Eagles or Buccaneers players, you got to play them. Cowboys don't have the greatest defense. I think they have one of the worst in the leagues. And then the Giants, like my dad said, 
they're pretty good. I don't know anyone on their defense, but because of Daniel Jones' inconsistency, they get tired. So you have Ronald Jones, Mike Evans. I know Mike Evans may get a lot of progression because I think Chris Godwin actually might not play. So you got to start any of those guys. Or even Tom Brady, too. If you have him back up and you have a bye week or an injury at quarterback, go play him, too. Oh, there you go. There you have it. And Chris, any last thoughts on week eight before we head on out? Yeah, judging by the way, uh, I know Mahomes didn't light up the Broncos last week, but uh, yeah, they they really put the the smack down on them. Um, and and seeing the way Justin Herbert's been playing, uh, I think if you've got him on your team, unless you're like us and our starters, Mahomes, I think Herbert's going to be a guy here, like we mentioned with Burrow, as someone that you're going to want to start week over week after week. And I, I think this week is no exception. The one thing I'll say is uh, Dom and I own Keenan Allen. The frustrating thing is he spreads the ball around, which is good for his teammates, but not good for a fantasy owner. Cause there are just some weeks like last week when you're like, who did he just throw to? So uh, I wouldn't say that translates into automatic like Keenan Allen numbers. Cause some weeks it does and some it doesn't, but um, Herbert himself, I think would be a good start this week. Uh, the Broncos really are, are reeling, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And when they can't get anything going offensively, that means more time on the field for Herbert and the chargers offense. There you go. And Herbert, you know, it's right now rookie of the year voting is very close, in my opinion, with Herbert and also as well, uh, you know, you've got Joe Burrow, as we talked about before. So you've got two quarterbacks right there as rookies who could be or should be considered as your number one quarterback if you have them on your team. But before we head on out, guys, I want to hear your thoughts, both of you. And I'll start with you first, Dom, on Tua and how you think he's going to do this weekend. Well, Tua better have a good offensive line because he's going to be playing Aaron Donald in his first career start, so he better watch out. I think he'll get sacked a couple times for the poor guy, so you just hope that he avoids getting decked by Aaron Donald. Chris, any last thoughts on Tua on the way out? Yeah, I completely agree. Like we talked about last week, it's kind of a head-scratcher, even if it is coming off a bye. I thought maybe they'd start Fitzpatrick because he's the, the veteran, and uh, I know he's not as mobile, but throwing Tua to this Rams defense the way it's been playing this year is uh, is kind of a little bit jarring. But I, I will be interested to see how his mobility is. The last time we saw him in a starting role at Alabama, he got hurt, a serious injury. So let's see if he's fully healed and uh, – He's got that mobility and also, too, how much he runs the ball. I'm interested to see how that that type of his game will translate to the NFL. So keep your eyes open. Maybe he's a guy down the road if he strings together a few nice weeks that uh, you want to get ahead of it and put him go go out there in waivers, get a claim on him, and keep him on your bench, hoping he's uh, that week's Burrow or Herbert down the road. It's also a shame, though, that the Fitzmagic is now, at least for now, at least for now, is 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 gone, and, and it's just you know Ryan Fitzpatrick just did a great job while he was in there, and it just seems like he's going to always be that individual that's never going to get his full shot at it, uh, and it just seems like he's going to have always somebody watching it over his shoulder, and no matter how well he does, unfortunately, it's never going to work out long term. So for fantasy football owners, if you have Ryan Fitzpatrick, hopefully you've already given him the wave, waved goodbye. Or maybe just you're holding on to him, hoping for a trade, but I'm not sure if that's going to happen. And one last thought on the way out. If you've got Philadelphia this weekend, if you've got players out there like Carson Wentz or anybody on their offense, 
This will be now or never. If they don't produce now against a depleted and horrific and also NFL record-setting poor defense, then really it's pretty much all over for the for the Eagles and whatever tarnish they had from their Super Bowl, I guess, uh, victory is going to be gone. So, Chris, any last thoughts on that? Because I think it's now or never for anyone who has a Philadelphia Eagle on their fantasy team. Yeah, this is a week where it's a no-brainer green light, uh, regardless of what the Cowboys are aren't doing offensively. A big part of their issues is how atrocious the defense is, and I'll see that changing this week in Philly. Yep. Hey, Dom, I know you guys got a show coming up in the not-too-distant future on Domination Sports Nation. What you guys got cooking up on the Domination Sports Nation? Well, we'll be reviewing the World Series. I'll talk about the Dodgers winning in six games and the crucial decision from Kevin Cash to pull Blake Zellman. Of course, we'll be talking about the NFL and fantasy football, too. I mean, what can't you talk about the NFL and fantasy football? And then we're going to talk about the NBA, too. Their season is actually going to start three days before Christmas. So that'll be interesting to see as well. Well, we thought that, at least I thought that when I was having my interview, but the NBA, the NBPA, the National Basketball Players Basketball, the the Players Union might be, might have a little bit of a different say on that. It's right now a little bit of going back and forth. So we'll see the pos how the posturing ends up. Could it be a December 22nd, you know, as far as start date, we'll see. Check out the Lakers Fast Break and, of course, the Domination Sports Nation to find out for sure. And, yes, I agree with you. That was a bad call on Blake Snell. You know, someone who is pitching like that, you keep him in the game. Unfortunately for the Tampa Bay Rays, they paid the price. But you know what? At least they didn't cheat. So <laughs> That's true. So, But I'll tell you what. If the, good, congratulations to the Dodgers. Sorry you didn't get your three-peat. If, if the teams didn't cheat, you probably would have. But, again, at least you got one out of three, and that ain't – well, I can't say it's half bad because it's not even half. But I tell you what, it, guys, it's been great having you on the show. And I thank you enough for being a part of it. Looking forward to having you both on next week. If mom says it's okay, looking forward to having you both on next week. <laughs> well, again, stay safe as well. Got to remember, stay safe first off, first and foremost, to everyone out there as well. Know you guys for the fires. Know you guys with what's going on in 2020. Just please, everyone stay safe. Looking forward to going ahead and having these two back on once again next week right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football.